in the end, we are all humans. You know, you talked about promoting culture, for example, uh, on parties, etc. And I mean, we just went there to party and we got along leaving out the culture part or like to promote the culture part. We, we still saw like some differences in the way of talking, partying, and sometimes the difficulty to dialogue. But I mean, in the end, we are humans and, and we... We have pretty much the same interactions, the same emotions. Welcome to Language and Culture with Dr. J. We are in season five of the podcast and are exploring the many facets of multiculturalism. Please have a look on my website, culturium.com, for more information. Today's episode takes us to a student dorm, the Karl Malsch House in Ottmarschen here in Hamburg, Germany. And today, I do not know my guests, so I will be meeting them at the same time as all of you out there. So hello to everyone listening. Hello to everyone in the live audience. And hi to everyone being interviewed. And now I'd like to ask my two guests to please uh, briefly introduce themselves. Ladies first. <laughs> hi, I'm Jania and um, I come from Russia, Kaliningrad. And I study medicine here in Hamburg and live in this dorm. <laughs> Hello, my name is Matteo and I was born to Italian immigrants in Germany. And I study here in Hamburg uh, chemistry. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> Okay, so let's dive right in. Tell me where we are right now. We are currently at the Karl Malsch House, and it's a student dormitory in Hamburg. The specialty of this student dormitory is that it's a private dormitory, so not like from the Studierendenwerk Hamburg, and it's also quite a cozy uh, dormitory. We are only 100 students, and the specialty is that almost every second student is from a different nation than Germany. But there are some German students as well. Yes, yes, a lot. So, so 50, 50, 50, 50, Approximately. 50% German, 50%. Okay. And I'm looking at a map of the world, a world map, and on it there are these little orange dots. And tell me what that is. I think this map is, yeah, it shows uh, where the people who live here or who have ever lived here uh, come from. And uh, I see little orange dots everywhere, literally everywhere. <laughs> Almost in everywhere. North, yeah. a- North America, South America, Central America, Europe, Africa. Mm, no one from Australia yet, but from parts of Asia. So, so New Zealand. New Zealand. New Zealand. I don't have my glasses on, but let's see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But really, really sort of, wow. From almost, from almost any angle of the world. Even even Kamchatka in Russia. That's right, yeah. I have to look at what country. Mauritius. Wow. Okay. And you said it's private. Yes, private in the sense of that it's not part of the Studierendenwerk, the student association uh, of uh, Germany. And um, it's um, sponsored, as far as I understood, by the Protestant Church of Hamburg. His founder was Karl Malch. That's why it's called Karl Malch House. And he tried to create, uh, I think it's almost 100 years old, this student dorm. And he tried back then to create cheap rent, cheap rent opportunities for students that come from all over the world to study here in Hamburg. Okay, and so how much mixing of cultures occurs at this dorm? How much do you actually uh, spend time with each other and get to know about each other's cultures? I think we get a lot of opportunities. Yeah, 
it's obviously always a matter of how many people come to those. But um, I personally, I've been to a few. Um, like we always do something for Easter every year and then for New Year's or for Christmas. And yeah, we have parties <laughs> not that often, but I think like once a month. So get to know people there as well. And um, like Matteo has already mentioned, we have these festivals every year in August and they kind of specialize on one culture if you can put it like that so in a sense yeah it's about it's not about promoting the culture obviously but it's about like showing how um, what you eat or, or what kind of traditions you have the music everything you know even the costumes so People usually, I said that I wasn't there this year for this uh, for this festival, which was actually Russian culture. But a friend of mine, she she did it and it was really really cool. Like I saw photos and videos after. She talked a lot. Of, she she just people were outside. They were in a circle, and she was just telling them about about our country, about um, yeah, about some uh, some traditions and uh, food and everything, and then. Um, they cooked a lot too so everyone got to try with a little bit of it and then dive into this yeah russian culture in this case or like any culture yeah just for a bit for a day <laughs> okay so you say they so this is organized by the dorm yeah yeah so, so they organize uh, an easter and uh, and this is sponsored this is they put up the money they actually they do so yeah. it's, it's free of charge for the people living here yeah and i think you also pay very very little rent and and yeah we do pay little rent in comparison yeah. to what people who yeah. in hamburg pay <laughs> and do you have to apply for it is it like a scholarship hall you know in the u.s we have this system of scholarship halls that are Do you know this? So in the U.S., you can live uh, in an apartment privately um, where you pay rent and you're just an independent person. You can live in a dorm. Uh, and then there are different dorms usually uh, managed by the university, and these are usually quite large buildings. And then there's fraternities and sororities. Those came out in the 50s where families wanted to make sure that when their children moved away, they still had like a house mom and they still had certain rules and they still got a, a warm a cooked meal. So, so they, that's how sororities and fraternities uh, formed. And they each have a different angle or a different uh, concentration. But then there are scholarship halls and those are academically based. So when you apply to scholarship halls, you have to have had a certain uh, grade point average and you have to, you have to demonstrate uh, academic excellence. And these scholarship halls run very much the same as, as uh, fraternities and sororities, but they are quote unquote less elite. So the students living there actually have to contribute uh, something to the daily life at the scholarship hall. So they have to have chores. Instead of hiring a cook or hiring someone who cleans the bathrooms, etc., the students living at this facility share this responsibility. So you sign up for so and so many chores and so then you cook the lunch for the entire scholarship hall on Tuesdays and Thursdays and etc. Those are scholarship halls. And so this sounds a little bit more like that. It sounds quite similar like you described it, but it's uh, not entirely like that. So it's not that we get scholarships, but we do have to apply. And there are some criteria, especially uh, the diversity uh, aspect. Uh, so like we said in the beginning, um, approximately 50% are German students and 50% 
uh, from abroad, and they, they try to keep this diversity in this house. So, for example, if there are already, let's say, five French students, then a six French students applies for this, and he will probably not get yeah, a room here. And we do have, actually, if we manage to live here, uh, I don't think you're obligated, but it's um, a good criteria to continue to live here to uh, sort of to do a work for uh, the student dorm. It could be, for example, um, doing the garden. Or, so you get paid for it? No, 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 no. Ah, uh, okay. Or, but, but it's not really much work. It's, I think, just watering the plants. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so you're not cooking, you know. No, 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 no. Uh, each uh, apartment has an own kitchen, uh, but we do have as well, like, um, a space for a bar parties or a space for working out, for we have a music room. So uh, each people or each group is then responsible for these common rooms to keep it tidy, to uh, yeah, promote activities. So for example, in uh, organizing a bar evening. Yeah, but I mean, you don't really have to. Yeah. Like, like you described the scholarship hall, you actually have to, to keep living there, you know, but here it's like, it's good if you take part in it, but if you don't, because you don't have time or you don't want to, so it's not like they're going to kick you out, I mm -hmm. think. And do you share rooms, or are they individual rooms? Individual how many people rooms. live in the room, or how is it? It's always just one person in a room. It's always one person in a room, but then you share the bathroom, do you have a bathroom as well? Or? Yeah, we share bathrooms and, and the kitchen as well, but it also depends, because for example, I live upstairs and the upstairs floor is where Mateo also lives but we don't live in like one hall we live in one hall but like different apartments if you want to put it sure. like this like this VG kind of thing one Gemeinschaft so so how many uh, students per bathroom and kitchen? well it depends for example where I live we have two bathrooms and two one kitchen for six people and then where Mateo lives he has like You can tell. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm very, very lucky uh, to only sh have to share with another student uh, a kitchen and a bathroom. There are actually apartments here made out of 14 students yeah. that have to share one kitchen and three Free bathrooms, bathrooms or something so. like this. So it depends, but then yeah. they pay a little less, but it's not yeah. a big difference. So I think like, it's kind of how lucky you get when you apply, which room is free at the moment. Okay. It's really nice. So you have a fridge and everything in there. So, so it's all, it's all there. It's, it's all within. Yeah. But oh, yeah. We have, of course, to clean the fridge, our room. Yeah. And yeah. That's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, but the okay. is, yeah. And is the room furnished? Yeah. Basic things like beds, yeah. uh, a desk and yeah everything um, like everything yeah. you need basically you know the bed the wardrobe oh, I know I was gonna ask, how many how many square meters do you have it also depends like yeah. i have oh, how many how many do i have i think oh, i have wow. like like about 20 maybe 23 you know it's a pretty big room. yeah that's a big room. 23 big as well room. yeah yeah that's a big yeah it's that's really big. i've never had a, such a big room in my life <laughs> it's crazy i mean are there any couples or married people or, or is it just sort of really individual students individual students i would say i don't know i mean it's yeah, not there are no rooms for married people specifically you know i don't know if it can be that some of them get married but you can have guests to sleep over your room you can yeah. or you can't yeah you can yeah you, you can, can. You, you technically have to pay for that though but no one does. 
Okay, but then your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever can sleep there. I yeah, mean, I mean, yeah. for one night, very close an eye. But, you know, if it's like two or three nights yeah. or one week, then, of course... Or if it, it's like all the time... Then no, no, yeah, yeah, then it's okay. different. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in the U.S., there's also married student housing. Yeah, so there's also like that. Okay, that's incredible. But you were telling me also about these parties and everything that they mm-hmm. go organized. So this dorm works specifically towards uniting different cultures and having this cultural exchange and sort of with this 50% German population actually making sure that German students are exposed to all these different cultures. That's fabulous. That's yes. unbelievable. That's, that's, that's really, that really it is, unbelievable. It is. So it's a Stiftung or what is it? Is it that? is a Stiftung. It is a Stiftung. Wow. That is, that's, so people donate money to make sure that this they, they can, yeah. yes, yes. I think they do, Sam. That's amazing. That's really amazing. So tell me more about these parties. So so there are these different celebrations. You mentioned sort of Easter and and parties and bar nights and things like that sort of to to make sure that it's it's Mm -hmm. mixed. We are in the living room of the Mm -hmm. dorm. Does most of the stuff happen here or are there other living rooms like this? There is one more. There is one more in another house because we have three houses and in the other one, yeah, it's smaller. And so this is where the parties happen? Uh, Yeah, sometimes, but we have, as I said earlier, like uh, actually a bar. Like if you go downstairs, uh, there's literally a bar and it's, and there's also like a small uh, dance floor and it's, yeah. Wow, okay. okay. But it's small. Okay. (laughs) But it's nice. But do they actually educate as well? Do they actually sort of, you know, is there like a little, what you mentioned with this festival there, there's an, there's a sort of whatever, uh, informal, but a process of education through the food exchange and through the, the, some speeches and things like that. These parties don't have any angle of, this is just naturally mixing. Yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, dancing and (laughs) playing table tennis. We have a tennis for table tennis, it's also cool. (laughs) What cultures have you come into contact with while living here? In my floor, currently I live with five Germans. Although one girl, she was born in Germany, but uh, her parents come from Sri Lanka. So technically she's also, she brings some part of this culture with her. And um, we had for half a year, I think, or maybe a year, we had a guy from Chile. It was really cool. He couldn't speak German that well, so it was always interesting to mix because he was mixing English and German and and um, yeah it was it was an interesting experience in comparison to what I usually to how I usually feel I guess because usually it's like oh we speak German in the uni speak German at home and it's cool but it was nice it was nice to go out of this German bubble for a little bit too, I guess. And, and do you communicate in German or do you communicate in English mainly? I communicate in... At the dorm, I mean. At the dorm, I think in German, mostly. Oh, so, more, so more in German, okay. Yeah, okay. I think I think there are just... It depends on the group of people you hang out with, but I think most of the people know German, even if they're internationals, because most of them study in German. Some study in English, so I have, like, a friend... Uh, who I speak English with, or a couple of friends from Russia who I speak Russian with, obviously, but mostly it's German. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Matteo, who have you? Uh, a lot. Like, I, I can talk, for example, uh, about my roommate. He's Kurdish. Then I met some other people, um, one from Japan, uh, another from Indonesia. Like, they're really a lot of culture. Once one guy from Venezuela who can even speak a bit of Italian. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. And much how, more, actually. Yeah. How much do you get exposed to this culture? So I understand there were these festivals and, and, and there are these parties, but how much do you actually sort of in, in your day-to-day share meals with, uh, with each other? How much do you actually sort of find out about how people live differently? I don't know. Does this guy wear his slippers mm-hmm. to the bathroom and the other one wears his socks and this girl always has her curlers in uh, while she's cooking or I, don't, I mean, I'm just being silly, but but are there any these 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 particularities that you've noticed, and what are they, and, and when do you notice them? By cooking, especially. Unfortunately, the kitchen where I live um, is pretty small, so we don't get the chance to eat together. Uh, but still, like I notice the differences uh, when cooking. So, as I said, my my roommate is Kurdish, and he drinks, for example, a lot of tea, like a lot of Turkish tea, and he constantly uh, is doing it, and he drinks like five cups of tea a day, and that's, for me, incredible. <laughs> uh, and another example is, um, yeah, he cooks pretty much Turkish, let's say, and you can smell it. <laughs> I mean, uh, he, he uses a lot of spices, um, garlic, you know, <laughs> but I mean, it's uh, okay, it's, yeah. Any other uh, sort of things that you've noticed with, you know, especially with bigger differences in culture, in clothing, in eating, in uh, in rhythm? Are there any cultures that wake up earlier or that go to bed earlier that have any any anything like that that you've noticed? I think with a guy um, who used to live here, he doesn't anymore because he he moved to Berlin, uh, to Berlin. But the one who, who is from Chile, he is. Um, well, you could really tell that he was from Latin America, from that part of the world, just by the way he was. You know, he was really he was he was always listening to music. He would wake up not super early, but like actually more like late I think and then he would always turn on the music in the kitchen he was always wearing some kind of like very loose clothes so like you know jeans and maybe and jeans that are not like slim fit but jeans that are like super you know kind of like skater kind of vibe and um the one the clothes that you usually wear when you live near the beach um because it's, he was always like he always had his shirt open kind of and he was always like his hair all over the place and he's running you know he's like in his hair headphones in his earphones or maybe sometimes he used to play the music like really loud in the kitchen then he's running around and dancing and singing and then I'm lying in my bed and I'm like I have to study but then it's also kind of cool and then he used to play the guitar or he still plays but I mean when he lived there he played the guitar as well he would play it in the kitchen sometimes and sometimes in his room and it was super loud and so everyone could hear but he was good at it and then I was like it's such a vibe that I expected, you know, and I found out, and he, like, confirmed, and it was cool, I thought it was cool. Yeah, yes, the sound, this uh, loudness is a good point, like, um, I think stubbornness uh, <laughs> tend to be more loud, and you can hear it in the dorm, uh, again, like, for example, my roommate, when he talks on the phone, um, I think I do it as well, but he speaks a lot louder on the phone, and <laughs> I literally hear it even at midnight or something when I want to go to sleep, and but it's okay. <laughs> and speaking about clothing, um, which you asked uh, before, I think now is a, like this is a good example. Like for example, um, 
you you come from Russia, and I mean you are you came here well dressed. I, I would say um, I don't think that like for example, okay, me I'm let's say I'm more integrated to German society. I, I said okay, it's just an interview, so I'll just go with my normal clothes, so just to be more chill, let's say. But uh, you really tend to. Um, Try to be more elegant and more professional. And uh, for the for the listeners, I mean, you're you're wearing a beautiful white shirt with a very elegant black pants that that come up to to above your waist, and you have nice jewelry on, and your hair is nicely yeah. done. And Matteo, you look lovely. But Matteo, you have a sweatshirt on and a pair. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we are in the living room in the dormitory, so. <laughs> What about me? No one said anything about me. Am I in between? Or, or? No, no, I mean, you're as well. I love like a jacket, right? I know it's a yeah. twinning game, and I was like, wow. I'm wearing a very chic red leather jacket. Yeah, with a nice chic. Makeup. That torn, but torn, oh, makeup. Yeah, but that, that's an age thing, you know. Okay. So, <laughs> but, but I've got torn jeans, so, you know. So I'm still <laughs> reinforces stereotypes and how much actually lets you explore the cultures because for example what you were saying with the, Ch the, the Chilean uh, man or, or young man it's it's a bit of a stereotype so how much have you found the cultures feeding into stereotypes I've had some friends for example I, I lived in the States for one year and I had a friend from Venezuela and she also confirmed <laughs> what I've heard and so I don't think it's a stereotype anymore I think it's more of like how they actually are culturally the people they're more loud they're a little bit just like in a sense they're a little bit more free maybe and a little bit or a lot Uh, more chill <laughs> than me <laughs> and then I think Russians for example in general obviously but it's just like a vibe that I personally get from the people I've met and it's not just one person so yeah but if we say that it is a stereotype to think this way about the the people from Latin America for example then yeah I would say that From my experience, mostly it has confirmed it. Except I, one friend of mine who lives here, he is actually not really like that. He's actually kind of quiet and a little bit, like he's kind of calm, I think. Mm -hmm. he says. Oh, yeah, I think he gives out this very, that. yeah, he, he gives out this very like calm vibe that is not typical because he's from Venezuela. Venezuela. Yeah. Yeah. I would say as well that um, some stereotypes do get confirmed. For example, um, we do have to buy, for example, uh, coins for the washing um, machine. Washing oh, machine. machine. Oh, so easy. Uh, and uh, there is this Japanese girl uh, student selling these coins. But a lot of times when we knock on the door to buy the coins, she actually doesn't open even though she's there. Uh, because um, I think that it's a bit of a stereotype that Japanese people tend to be more shy or like uh, isolated, you know, like, and, um, you know, a social anxiety. And this is a stereotype that I found, uh, that I found uh, confirmed here. But maybe it's on an extreme level, you know, but still. <laughs> Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. So let me shoot off here. I'm looking at the map. Let me shoot off a few countries and tell me if you've uh, met any students from this country. And if so, what first impressions you had? India. I think I've met one person, maybe two. One definitely. Uh, 
What's his name? Do you know his I name? don't know who you mean, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think Ashkan is his name. I'm not sure. I think, I think he's from India. Yeah. But I am not really close with him, so I can't But really first impressions? Eager to study. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And that's, yes, that's actually true. And that's actually also a stereotype a little bit, I think, about Indians. And I think it's also confirmed in this Eager case. Eager to study how? So, so always studying, always interested in, in... I've never seen an Indian guy on a party, for example. At a party. Think. At a sorry, party. sorry, sorry, I'm no, 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 correct me, correct me. Please, please correct me, really, really. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You've never seen an Indian guy at a party? At least not as often as others. Yeah, yeah. definitely not as often. It's so funny because I, I have to interrupt because I, I went to college at, at KU and one of the guys who was at every single party was an Indian guy. He never drank. He didn't drink at all, but he was always there um, dancing and, and he was the life of the party. He was always in the middle of the dance floor dancing and singing and, you know... Um, so, so, but I mean, he studied a lot too. Yeah, but but the uh, the guy I met, like, he's super friendly and mm. really open. Like, it's not that he wants just to study, but you can just go to him and. Then... Everyone I've met from India, also not only in this dorm, but I have another friend who is in Dipsy. He's also Indian. They all study something super hard, though. You know, like when I ask, I'm already like, okay, they're either gonna say IT or machine involved, so like engineering or, or something. Study medicine, and I haven't met a lot of people. I don't think we have anyone from India, but anyway, yeah. They and they always, usually, they always study um, engineering or IT or both, <laughs> <laughs> like a combination. <laughs> okay. What other European countries have you met? Finland. Finland, Finnish. Okay. First impression? She was quiet. A little bit closed off. Also, like I would expect, I guess. A little bit like you know. Um, Nordic, Nordic, yeah, like the girl from the north. Yeah, it's really not. I wouldn't say cold, I guess, but it's like timid, reserved. Yeah, a little bit reserved. But she actually is like that. But she's not like she's very friendly and she's super nice. And she's not that reserved. I think when you get to know her, but she's still super like initially quiet, approachable. And, you know, yeah. Okay. I, th I think there are less students from. European countries here, but other than Germany, I mean, I think there are more students from, yeah, the other continents of the world, because I'm thinking, I, I don't know who else I've met um, from another European country, mm -hmm. like, or at least from the European Union, part of the European Union. Okay, well, that, that leaves the Middle East, Asia, so many. We have a lot from Asia, I think. Yeah. A lot of Asian students. Mm. Okay. What countries? China. Mm. Mainly China, okay. And first impressions? shy good in languages like his German is perfect I would say even though he studied it in China and he doesn't have any familiar connection to Germany interesting right? okay. who, who are you talking about Mario his German is perfect almost perfect I would say <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry like, that was mean but I mean no I mean he's like I haven't talked to him in German I usually we texted a lot in German. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's interesting. Like uh, to some people, you feel more comfortable to talk English, even though you know that you can speak both, like German, on a good yeah. level. 
Yeah, but I mean, no, I just, okay, never mind, go ahead. (laughs) I didn't mean to come off as mean, I just, you know, while texting with him, I noticed that he makes a lot of grammatical mistakes. When you move away from the storm, what do you think you will take away from this exchange? What will you remember? I mean, there is is this internationality, um, but I wonder you know, how deeply you get into the cultures. Um, But maybe that's not even that important. Maybe there's just this exposure to this interculturality and internationality that's important. But when you move away, what do you think you'll take away from this experience? How, How will that enrich your further interactions culturally? One lesson I will bring from this storm is that in the end, like we are all humans in the way. And, and by that, I mean, you know, you talked about promoting culture, for example, uh, on parties, etc. And I mean, we just went there to party and we got along each other, leaving out the culture part or like to promote the culture part. We, we still saw like some differences in the way of talking, partying and, and sometimes the difficulty to, to dialogue. But I mean, in the end, we are humans and, and we... We have pretty much the same interactions, the same emotions, you know, like, so yeah. But I think that's actually uh, very important what you were saying is, is we tend to talk about these huge differences, but those are not the, the most interesting differences. The most interesting differences are much more difficult to identify. It's the gestures, it's the facial expressions, it's the slight interactions. So I think those you guys are very rich in because you notice how, how does the Chinese guy talk to his mother when he's on the phone or you, you, you hear each other, you, that's what I mean. How do you clear your throat? How do you yawn? How do you, no, really, like those are the intricate details of, of our cultural uh, identity that that we don't that we can't put our finger on so um, that's that's actually but we, where I think a lot of it comes from and, and where where I think you win a sense of familiarity that makes you just comfortable with other cultures that's the key I think yeah we I do think that we in this room we kind of found out um Consens, can you say that like this? A consensus, uh, a consensus of uh, interacting with each other um, mm-hmm. without taking in consideration these extra gestures. You know, we, we know about our differences, but we, you know, we respect if if, mm-hmm. if someone understands. No, no, sorry, we understand. Mutual respect. Yeah, yeah, and we understand if someone doesn't get it the same way as we are used to, Mm -hmm. I would say. That's very, very interesting. And very important, if I can. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the time I don't notice these differences either, or I don't connect them to culture. And I just notice, like, little things that people who I live with do, that my suitmates do, and then I'm like, okay, I just connect this thing to this particular person, not to the fact that he is also from another country, but sometimes I automatically think to myself, oh, that's such a German thing to do. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So I feel like my brain sometimes kind of, it connects it by itself, so I'm not actively trying to, you know, take the most out of it experience, if I can put it like that, that I live with a lot of international people, but I think it's happening on its own just because... I am interacting just to get to know people, like Mateo said, because in the end we're just people and we just want to get to know each other and not necessarily 
okay, I want to get to know this person's culture. But then it does connect in our brains and then it just makes, you know, this, like, it enriches, I guess, the the world and the perception of the world. And that's cool how it happens automatically for me, I think. <laughs> But that's so interesting. I mean, the, 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 this whole season is focusing on culture exponential and, and the whole idea of how do cultures build on each other or how do cultures mix, how do cultures... Um, what is multiculturality in itself and how they compare to monocultures and, and, and the importance of an identified, defined culture, etc. And this is, this is very, this is such an amazing dorm, such an amazing project, such an amazing stiftung, uh, uh, for lack of a better <laughs> translation, <laughs> um, That, that truly contributes towards this. And in some of the, some of the previous uh, episodes, we've talked about third culture kids and uh, we've talked about cultural dilution, you know, um, and sort of the culture getting too diluted through extreme interculturality. But this storm kind of proves the opposite uh, as something very positive. So this is really an amalgam of all these different cultures and what comes out of it, and it's interesting that you said that, what comes out of it is a humanity and mutual respect. I'm left with this feeling of how important is it to have defined culture after all? How does this change your worldview? Or, or what are, or, you know, how can this example of this storm reflect on the development of society, or, you know, of culture in general. We focus oftentimes on, on this is very American, or this in America, we do it like this, or in France, we do it like that. And in Italy, we do it like that. And in South Africa, we do it like this. Is there such a thing as cultural loss through mixing? Or is it just actually a really wonderful new culture <laughs> that is more tolerant, that is more uh, rich, colorful. Um, I don't know. I don't know if the, the, the question at all made sense. Yeah, but... yeah it did. Um, I do think that by mixing it up, some culture gets lost, but replaced and renewed, you know. Uh, I mean, humanity is constantly evolving itself. And, and I mean, the cultures of one nations from or one population of four, of 100 years ago is not the same or 200 years ago is not the same as the one of today and i mean with today's networking you know by uh, by the internet etc we sort of have this new internet culture as well and we tend to create um this is our new culture i mean and uh, by that it gets uh, yeah our home culture gets lost and it, i I think we kind of have to accept it if we want to develop society like for the future, for solving some major problems, be it border problems or um, in the scientific world or like uh, climate crisis, etc. I don't know if I was clear. Enough. You were absolutely, uh, you said it beautifully and it's... it's uh... 
That that's exactly. I mean, that's kind of the topic of this whole entire season, and it's and it's kind of my. You know, you, I mean, all the listeners out there know this by now. If you've been following me for to the five seasons, you know this by now, and you you have heard me say this before. This is my big question. You know, sort of how much culture gets lost, and is that sad, or is it a good development, or is it just the development? That's it, and no need to assign an adjective to it. Whether it's you know, no need to qualify it. Is it just a development? But you're. You, you look like you have maybe a little <laughs> so please um, for me I think through mixing I actually get to know some aspects of my culture better mm-hmm. I get to feel it stronger I get to be more proud of it because I get to show to show some parts of it uh, to others To I get to you know like maybe appreciate some of the things because I see how it's done differently and not in a sense that it's done worse by other people or by other cultures, but it just like, I think it's a kind of thing that I started feeling stronger. I started feeling a stronger connection to home. And I think that's, that was also a topic at the interview when you talked about Italy, uh, that sometimes you start to feel a stronger connection to home when you move away and I think that culture is also a part of this connection and I, some, to a certain extent I feel it stronger and feel more proud to come from this culture because I yeah, live in a, in a place or in a country and um, that is very mixed. I think it's cool that we get to know the other cultures obviously because it expands the horizons and a lot of the things that I just the people who we are we are also we are who we are also because of the culture that we grew up in you know it it had an influence on the personality I guess that's what I'm trying to say and I feel like for me maybe some aspect that I didn't like about myself through being exposed to other cultures and thus foreseeing how other people are maybe because they are from these cultures I get to also kind of change the things about myself or see what I want to work on just because I see how many different kind of ways you can do things and obviously in one culture there are also people who are different but it's like I think it's on another level when you have people from different cultures that's what I was going to tell you is that sort of I think that's beautiful sort of this reflection and 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 recognizing the things that you're proud of and and saying oh my goodness this is me and this is how I do it and this is how I grew up and this is so wonderful and or or whatever, my country has done this or has achieved this or has had these wonderful scientists or these wonderful writers or whatever, but you are no longer this monoculture. So you have already picked and chosen. So, so you have already um, altered so many aspects of your culture. You are already a product of so many different influences. So Maybe it is the only way to progress, the only way to improve philosophically, globally, uh, societally, politically. It can only be good. It can only be positive to have exchange and to learn from each other's mistakes, to learn from each other's example, um, and to be a, a generation of people who are able to pick and choose, right, to, to pick and choose. Where I am still left with some sense of sadness or loss are 
um, and, and maybe I can give you again a banal example. Um, I am absolutely angered by these sushi bars where you have these, you know, sort of sushi lines that come through and everybody's eating sushi and it's like, oh my God, I know sushi. And, oh, let's go out for sushi. And it's not sushi. It's like, you know, sort of these sushi chefs in Japan who go to school or, well, not school, but sort of who are trained for seven years and it's an art form and it goes down from through generations and is a way to pick the fish and to cut the fish and prepare the rice. I make sushi with my children every single week. It's not sushi. It's a form of sushi. It's a form of fish, uh, raw fish that, you know, I took a sushi course over a weekend and I feel like I can make sushi. And this is not, this is the sense of loss that I mean. And it's a banal example, but yes, maybe it's good that we're eating fish and, but this art form of this tradition, something being so special, a lot of things lose this the depth, yeah, they, they lose the depth of of the tradition, the importance, the significance, the cultural value that, that it holds in a, in a specific country. So what do we do with these aspects? You know, and, and, and this, my example was just this one, one silly little example, but what do we do with things like religion, songs, uh, a way of writing, uh, you know, where, where, we, where we get into more significant aspects i think i know i see it a little differently maybe in that in that particular example that you made a list i feel like obviously you know it's not the same as people who do it in japan the people who try to do it the same way here it's never going to be the same but for me it, it's not necessarily it doesn't have to be you know a substitute but it just like a way of attracting maybe people to this culture, you know, just like showing them a little bit of what it's like. But then, for example, me, like I eat sushi here, I like it, and then I, but I know that it's not how it's in Japan. And then I'm like, oh, I want to go to Japan, I want to try, you know, and that's, I think, one of the reasons why I want to is because I like how it's here I'm just I'm interested you know and there's like little influences that might not be exactly the same as they are in those countries or a lot of this yeah like the depths of the tradition and and how good these things are done it does get lost obviously but I think for me it, it is more of like a you know this like a way of maybe um, getting to know this culture better so that I know how it's actually done there, you know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's always positive to get to gain interest in a culture. But I think that a lot of times we no longer value it because we think, well, well I can do it I can do it cheaper. I can mm -hmm. do it faster. I can do it with less tralala. Mm -hmm. So, for example, another example, uh, ways of building. So there are traditions, and I, I, I'm not an architect, and I'm not a, a mason, or you know, I, I can't tell you enough details, but uh, actually in college, I translated for a while for an architect, and I learned about all the different types of masonry <laughs> walls and to, just to be able to do the translation. But there are different forms of, of construction. Um, we have a friend in 
in Toulouse who reconstructs buildings. Um, he was a reconstructor in London, so he knew all the different, you know, traditions of what types of stone were used, what types of materials were used, what techniques were used. And I think a lot of these things, for example, are also getting lost because we have uh, the building materials or the building form of a particular culture that's cheaper, that's faster, that's more economical, etc. So yes, maybe sometimes it, it we gain interest in this country, but then again, then maybe we just go to this country, take a bunch of selfies mm -hmm. and say, oh, well, see, I know Japan or mm -hmm. I know uh, whatever, I know Algeria, I was there on a cruise, uh, <laughs> you know, sort of. Um, so that's the thing that worries me is this loss of depth. And, and also with, with travel, I mean, tourism, I think that's that's one of the big industries that promotes cultural exchange mm. but oftentimes we're at resorts we're at you know through these organized things where we don't actually come in contact with each other i do think that's a sad consequence of um, the privilege to consume as a society i mean we chose let's say to have the product that gets produced faster and cheaper and uh, we don't always care about the quality and that's where the value gets lost in my opinion and that's where the ability of um, or knowledge of doing something gets lost i mean uh, for example the the fashion industry is uh, a good example i think there's the knowledge of of tailoring for example in italy uh, that really got lost uh, in the last couple of generations because uh, a lot of these industries of tailoring went uh, to Eastern Europe or to China where it's, uh, it's just cheaper and faster and, and where quality is not so good. And yeah, the consequence is that this kind of uh, culture knowledge uh, got lost because we chose the cheaper product. And uh, by that also other jobs get lost and and. I think that's a sad reality, but that's kind of the price we had and have to pay to, yeah, to be able to choose to buy whatever we want uh, or have the accessibility uh, uh, to buy whatever we want, whenever we want, I think. Hmm. I think we said it all. I think we would just be repeating it. And they are, it's the two sides of the coin. And again, That's what this season is about. And I don't know if we'll reach a conclusion. I don't know if the point is to reach a conclusion. I see in the audience some pensive looks and people uh, uh, thinking about it. So I think that's already a, a good accomplishment. Thank you so much. I think this dorm is absolutely fabulous. Any last thoughts? Any last comments? Yeah, I can just say that I think I am really lucky to have landed in this dorm and to have met so many great people from different cultures as yeah it's 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 a great opportunity and if the world throws it at you i'll take it. <laughs> yeah yeah yes it is a privilege i think to have a possibility to live here but unfortunately it's uh it would be good if um on a global scale it would work that easily without all the complexities <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>